Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Happy World AIDS Day. I am your host, Robert Brining. We'll be joined uh, by my co-host, Jeremy, in a few. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in today. Today is a special broadcast. Usually we're here live every Sunday at 9, um, offering you um, our program. But tonight we're doing a special broadcast uh, due to it being December 1st, which is um, World AIDS Day. It is the only day out of the year where we um, kind of really recognize um, that AIDS is among us, it seems. Uh, we don't get a special month, so this day is really dedicated to remembering that you have lost the battle. It's also a day to educate yourself and those around you. And it's also a great day to go out and get tested if um, you haven't been tested in a while. Um, as for myself, uh, today has been a great day. I um, was actually asked to speak at Philadelphia University today. So um, it was actually my first World AIDS Day uh, speaking engagement. I was kind of a little nervous, or you know, because I didn't know what to expect. But uh, a friend, uh, Stephen, uh, spoke with me. We, we kind of tag team and did it together, and it turned out pretty well. Um, the the college kids, you know, were listening. They were laughing. I think the message we got across, um, you know, was a good one, and it left them, I think, engaged and wanting to know a little bit more. Um, considering, I assume that most of the people that we were speaking to were HIV negative. Um, they, um, it was a different crowd for me to speak to. I'm usually speaking to people who are living with HIV. I tend to be the advocate for the person with HIV, not really too big into prevention. Um, not that I'm not into it, it's just that I'd rather speak and inspire somebody who is maybe feeling down about themselves or thinks it's the end of the world and give them hope. I like to offer hope to people. It's kind of why we do the positive radio, so we can offer hope to other people who feel that there is no hope for diagnosis. So um, today it was kind of different. I didn't know how I was going to speak to them because they weren't HIV positive themselves. So what I had, of course, my insomnia kept me up and it had me trying to rack my speech and how I was going to do it. And I ended up just winging it. Um, I ended up using the approach as um, if they're finding out that somebody that they're friends with, their coworker, their lover, I kind of talk to them as the support person. As if somebody comes to you at and says that they are disclosing their HIV status to you and letting you know whether it's a family member or a friend, I wanted to kind of give them the tools to prepare for that instance because more than likely somebody, you're going to meet somebody who's living with disease and you're going to have this interaction, um, especially in the world we live in with the infection rates going up. So I wanted to give these students the tools to support their loved ones or their family members or their coworker or just some you know person that maybe they're entering or thinking about entering a relationship with, um, the tools to support that correct way. I kind of let them know that they, there's nothing to be afraid of. You know, we talked about transmission and things like that, but I kind of to let them know that this was a human thing. And coming, talking to people about your HIV status, you find out, like for the first time, it's a shocker, and it's like coming out of the closet. 
you know, and I kind of gave them parallel to, um, you know, a gay person out of the closet, and kind of like, you know, it's sort of the same thing. So I kind of allowed them to see what it was like, because I'm sure in college you have gay friends or you know gay people, so you know what that struggle's like. And you really see gay struggle now on TV, like you see it on Glee. You see how hard it is for Santana to come out that she's a lesbian or, or Kurt, you know, was just able to come out and it was for him. So, like, people struggle different. So I had to explain how the process worked that we had to down. And by the end, I thought, you know, I thought it was a good presentation. The people, the, the men and women all had questions, you know, about different things, about oral sex and what's safe and what's safe. And, you know, at the end, some of us grabbed us aside and, and spoke to us about some personal issues. And I think that's what it's about. It's about reaching those people who feel there's no hope. And it's really important for us HIV-positive people to go and speak to these people who are negative. You know, you may not go there and talk about prevention, but to talk about the support that they need to offer us living with HIV is crucial. So I just think that it was great. I got feedback. People, I got a new follower on Twitter. Uh, she tweeted me that she enjoyed it. You know, it was an overall great experience, and I, I can't wait to do more things like this. I mean, this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm supposed to do is help you know, people understand that we're all human. So um, that's what I did on World AIDS. Um, there's events all over, uh, you know, the world, and I'm sure all over in your city. Uh, there's smaller events here in Philadelphia. Um, there were a few. There's one here that the AIDS Fund does, and it's kind of all the local ISOs get turned. There's a couple of dancers and the, the gay men's chorusing and all things. So they do things here, but it's just it doesn't seem to, like, make the news. It seems as like they may mention it, but that's it. And what really bugs me is I want to look one day on that weather forecast, seven-day forecast up there, and I want to see when it says December 1st, whatever day it is, I want to see a red up there. I think it should be there. I think people should know that it's there because they don't do, like, this whole telethon and things like they do for these other uh, diseases. So I think that to put that, that ribbon up there on the forecast, for a week, it's there for seven days. It allows people to have a conversation. It allows parents to have talks and explain what the red ribbon is in the way that they want to explain it to their children. So I think it's important that that's out there and, and that people are aware that World AIDS Day is today, even though every day really is World AIDS Day because we live with it every day and it affects us as we go through our life. So today we are going to do a live memorial. Uh, it's basically we're allowing anybody to call into the show and you can um, mention the name of your loved one, if you like, that may have lost their battle to your AIDS. And uh, you can share a memory. You can do kind of whatever you It's kind of all about the listeners giving back to, um, giving back to and remembering that have passed away to this disease. And, it, and it, you know, it's taking life today. I go to a support group here in Philly, and uh, on Tuesday I found out that one of our members of the support group passed away. And it was kind of devastating because, I mean, this is the first time. I've, I had it happen to me when I went to um, uh, Narcotics Anonymous and I would go to meetings there because I had someone pass away. But this is the first one in my HIV support group, and she was 22 years old. And it was just devastating because I felt like as somebody who was out there about his status and all this activism, I, I felt like I could have done more. Like, I reached out to her. I gave her my business card. I just felt like I could have done something. Maybe there was something, you know, I could have done more. I could have reached out to her more or, or talked to her more. Or maybe just spend a little bit more time, you know, smiling at her. I don't know. I feel this guilt like I, we could have done more. And, and a couple of my friends were talking about it at the group. kind of felt like that, like we wish we could have done more. It's a shame. 
So, Helen, I just bet you're smiling down and um, you know, enjoying your wings. That's all I can say about that. So um, as I'm waiting for Jeremy to call in, if you guys uh, would like to give us a call here at the show, I'm going to play um, a, a little song here that is uh, HIV AIDS related. It is a song by a gentleman by the name of Prince Michael, and he says um, that the song is featured with Elton John, and it's called Healing um, in Vision, which um, can also be uh, broken into HIV. So Healing in Vision by Prince Michael. And when we come back, we'll be taking your calls at 347 215-9442. Give us a call here and press the one so we know you want to come on air and mention uh, your loved one. We'll be talking to you soon. Figured I spit it like I actually have HIV. That way people will listen. 500,000 people just died from it and awareness is what I stand for. I'm still standing better than I ever did. With that HIV. With that HIV. Get tested. Make sure you're not infected. With that HIV, wrap it up, don't be like me. Was in my breast, thinking about my health, but realize it's been a while since I checked myself. Lately, I've been running up in everything wrong, from virgins to girls I meet the same day and day before. Gave my doctor a call, he scheduled me that same week I came in, so he could examine what I gave him. Week later, he contacted, left message to call back, said he got results and we need to talk about that. Now I'm scared, homie, busting massive sweat. Took a deep breath and called him back direct. Out of respect, phone rung twice, lady picked. Up, assumed it was his wife, your husband home She said, hold on, then he came to the phone with the obvious Wasted no time, and a profound tone told me I'm positive Stood there, froze, heart beating fast Dropped the phone slow, doctor on the other end Screaming, hello With that HIV With that HIV Get tested, make sure you're not infected been months now and everybody know I got it I lost 50 pounds through my skin, you'll spot it The virus done took over, my heart colder Anorexic, arms touching, shoulder to shoulder Feel like my life is over, nothing to live for Can take any chick now, and run right up and I'm raw Cause if I got to go, believe they too gotta come along But won't do cause I'm righteous, and know that that's wrong So I just lay and suffer while my family mourn Friends happy cause they know soon I'll be dead and gone Didn't even get a chance to create a firstborn But I'm glad cause all I would do is leave their hearts on I'm in and out of therapy the way them doctors hurry me to put me on life support Cause there really ain't no cure for me But though I know there's one, I just stack my fun, son And take a lead truck like Magic Johnson Johnson With that HIV With that HIV Get tested, make sure you're not infected Up to the discrimination. I'm still 
Preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self love and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvin Brown, and I am greater than AIDS. Alrighty then, and we are back, and we are taking your calls at three four seven two one five nine four four two. We're asking you to call in and um, your loved one's name and story, um, if you'd like to remember them on our live memorial show. That's what we're doing here today. So the lines are open. Give us a call. Press one. We'll bring you on air. Um, share whatever you want. Um, it's totally up to you. So um, that is what I got for you. So. Um, while I'm waiting for Jeremy and um, some callers to, get, to give me a call here at the show, um, I do want to remind you that we are here every um, Sunday, and we are here at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And what we do is we offer um, hope to those living with HIV and AIDS. We have different guests come on and share their personal story, uh, depending on who um, you know is available and, and what we have. We try to offer different people all the time, all different walks. So. If you would like to share your story on Pause I Am Radio, you are more than welcome to. You can reach us at the show. At, uh, you can email us through the website if you go to pauseim.com. That's P-O-Z-I-A-M.com, and you can contact us there. So send us um, you know, your bio and maybe uh, a picture so we can use to contact you. But we're always looking for guests, so please um, contact us. If you've missed the last uh, couple shows for this month, since we're going into a new month, I'd like to do a recap of the shows that we did in November. So um, actually on October 30th, we spoke to Daniel Bauer, um, who is a hypnotist and uh, escape artist who is HIV positive living in New York. So um, you can go and check that out. He shared his story of what that was like. Uh, Chris Buchik uh, shared his story um, living up here in Bucks County near me in Philadelphia. We also had Aaron Laxton, who runs an HIV positive uh, YouTube page called My HIV Journey. Um, amazing man, brilliant videos. You have to go check out his stuff, My HIV Journey on YouTube. Uh, then we had a gentleman by the name of Austin Head um, was on. He runs a dating website called Positively Frisky. And then last week, if you missed last week, we had a really, really good show. We had Jeff Berry of Positively Aware magazine come on and discuss uh, the photos he chose for a Day with HIV in America campaign. And then um, we also, the three of us, me, him, and Jack, took calls. And we spoke about... Um, coming out as somebody is HIV positive and why people do it, why people like myself and Jeremy and Jack go public about it, and why others don't, and why is you know, the, the makeup different for everybody. And you know, the way that we accept our, our status, it, it's different. It's, it's not the same. So I think having different people call in and share their experiences about coming out as HIV um, is a good thing for you to listen to, especially if you're newly diagnosed. Um, so that was last week's show, uh, Coming Out. HIV positive, so you can check that. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is a couple websites 
um, that really kind of um, sparked my interest. A couple of people contacted me with it being World AIDS Day uh, today. There's actually a, it's called, I believe, it's called AIDS Watch. I'm, I'm scrolling down, yes. You go to AIDSwatch.org, and it's a live memorial, 24 hours it runs, and it just has very calm, soothing music in the background, and it's a black screen, and it just reflects names that people submitted, um, I guess, over the year to add to this live memorial. So you go there, and you can submit your name for next year. They're not taking, obviously, any more names for this year because today is World AIDS Day, but they will take submissions for next year. A lot of people that I've shared the link with have gone there and wrote their own name in. It's not to mention that you're HIV positive. Uh, you want to go there and mention people that have passed away from disease or lost their fight um, you know, to HIV so they can be remembered there. It's not for people who are living, uh, to make that clear. But you can also meditate to the music and just relax and just watch it. Uh, the guy who runs it, David, is, is, is a really great guy. We've been emailing back and forth, and he's telling me how he watches it throughout the day. And it just kind of takes his mind off things and makes him remember, you know, the, the friends that he lost, you know, through the years. So that's a cool website you're definitely going to want to check out. And, of course, you want to go to thebody.com and check out all the blogs that are there. I'm sure Mark King has a great blog, and I know Sherry Lewis uh, just posted up a blog there, which is fabulous. So you want to go check out her World AIDS Day blog called Imagine, Visualize, Act. That's, uh, that's what I got. So, again, we are taking calls here at 347-215-9442. Seems nobody wants to call in right now. And uh, Jeremy uh, seems to be um, not here yet, so he should be here shortly. So, fine, help if you don't want to call in and have no one to share about, you are welcome to call in and say anything you want to me. So we'll take questions or anything as we're waiting for people and Jeremy to reach me here. So 347-215-9442. And I'm here to talk to you. I'm here to answer your questions. I mean, this is what World AIDS Day is all about. If uh, you're listening and you're newly diagnosed, you know, you're not alone. This is something that many, unfortunately, many people deal with. And um, because the need to find support is so important. Um, aside from the radio show, we also have a uh, social networking site um, that you can find at POSIM.com as well that is basically built just for support. Um, a lot of the sites you may go to and create a profile seem to be a dating site or a hookup or a sex site. And a lot of people don't like to, um, I don't want to say cross-contaminate, but kind of uh, they don't like to mix their HIV life with their Facebook life. So um, that's understandable. So we created the Posi and Social Network for those who are looking for support, real friends after diagnosed. Um, or even if you've been a survivor for a long time and you want to help maybe mentor somebody, you, there's always people there to talk to. There's nothing more inspiring and nothing will lift your spirits after you're diagnosed more than reading somebody else's story. And for me, I think that is what really changed my life and, and set me in motion to do what I'm doing here today with all you listening. Um, I did want to mention a few um, activists that I would like you to check out since we're waiting for some callers and Jeremy to reach me uh, since he's running a bit late. Um, I do. Somebody posted a link in there, AIDS2012.org. I'm not sure what that is, um, but I'll check that out at the break and get back to you about that. But people may want to go check that out as well. I'm not sure what that is, Angel says. The site is amazing. Okay, so go there. Um, the other thing... Um, what I wanted to mention to you is that we do have some great guests coming up next. This Sunday, actually, we'll be here. Bob Skinner is coming to share his story. Um, he's a long-term survivor who will be, uh, you know, talking about all the work that he does 
and, and you know, what it was like for him to to live with HIV in his journey. You know, because the journey is different, so it's good to hear more stories. Um, after him, we are having um, a fabulous lady, and I'm going to lose her name, so I'm not going to – Bishop Joyce Turner. There, I didn't forget. Um, is going to come, and she's going to share her amazing story. And I met her at the ADAPT Advocacy Association um, conference this year. She was the, the speaker, and she was absolutely amazing. She blew me away, and she had the whole crowd up. Like, her, her key was, where are you at? And she was asking, like, you know, for all the people who are HIV positive who are here to help her, you at, stand up, like, calling people to action because of the wait. I mean, with almost with over 90,000 people, on a waiting list for life-saving medications. I mean, it, how could you not ask where you at? So, you know, it, it's important that she comes on and shares her story. And I like to have women come on because a lot of people think this is a, a, a gay man's disease or uh, a man's disease. And the truth is women are infected and, um, you know, they have a rate. So I think it's important that we have more women uh, come out and talk about it. So I think that's great. Um, they're coming up. The one, two... Uh, after this that I want you to check out our websites, I want you to go to dabtheaidsbearproject.com, and I'm uh, an ambassador of hope for Dab the AIDS Bear, and um, what we do is uh, we kind of spread Dab the AIDS Bear, uh, his hope, and Dab was created um, 30 years ago, actually, 30 years of AIDS and 30 years of Dab Garner and Dab the AIDS Bear, and in the 80s when, you know, AIDS was, was around, really, really bad, first around, and People were dying, and they were in hospitals put in these sanctuary. You know, they were basically put in, like, what do you call them, um, like rooms where you couldn't really visit them. Maybe Isolation rooms. Touch them. Thank you, Jeremy, for joining me. Isolation <laughs> room. Thank you. Isolation work. Thank you. And what Dad would do, would, he would allow, he would buy a teddy bear for his friends who were basically dying in the hospital, you know, so they weren't alone. So his story and the story of Dad the AIDS bear has been around for 30 years, and I, you know, that's something that you can check out. You can always get one of them. It always helps a good cause, and, and that's great. So, Jeremy, happy AIDS Day, World AIDS Day. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it a happy day? Yeah. I don't know. That's when we started speaking today, Stephen, he looked at me like, is it happy or merry World AIDS Day? <laughs> I know. What is it? What, what, where do we do? What, why is this? Why, what doesn't really, is it really happy? Oh, so go on. I, tell, I, me, I, tell me, how is your World AIDS Day? Um, it has been busy, very, very busy, and it, uh, so I, I oh god, there's so much going on. I I was triple booked today, Robert. Yeah, were you speaking? Triple. I I I had to speak earlier. I had my day job, and then I had um, a rehearsal for a show that I'm doing this weekend. One show Friday, two shows Saturday, and then we have our radio show on Sunday. I'm I'm exhausted. What what show? What show? What are you doing? What's going on? Um, I have been <laughs> roped in, so to speak. Um, I'm roped doing, in. Yeah, roped in. I am doing country line dancing. Um, to uh, uh, we're doing two numbers with a uh, the Gay and Lesbian Chorus here in Charlotte called One Voice, and it's their Christmas concert, and um, it's a hee-haw Christmas hoedown. And uh, there are six of us boys who are going to be uh, the dancers downstage of of the, um, and we've got two numbers to do, so. 
So we have been rehearsing, 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 and that's where I was. That's where I was right before tonight. And thank you for letting me be a few minutes late. Not a problem. So where did you speak at? Come for me. Um, we had a little thing done here at uh, Marshall Park, and uh, we did. Um, we had some speakers. We did a lot of testing today, and uh, it was good. it was just a, it was it was a good turnout all the way around. Good. So. And if and I have to tell you, and and this is going to sound bitter, but if I hear one more reference to Bono, I'm going to scream. Anyway, I mean, why were they referencing them? Huh? Why were they mentioning him because of the red campaign or something? Oh, the red campaign, and oh, doesn't he do all this great stuff? You know what? Yeah, he does great things. But you know what? Nothing's going to happen until we get generic medications and affordable treatment here at home. And it's just I'm so sick of, you know, and and this is going to sound cold and cruel and and whatnot, but we have dying AIDS patients here. We have, have, um, what is it, 6,200 people or more um, on on waiting list for medication. 9,000. Is it 9,000? 9,000. 9,000 people on a waiting list in the United States. But you know what? We'll send $50 billion over to other countries. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's mind-boggling, if you ask me. Mind-boggling. I mean, I applaud what he's doing for HIV in general and the Red Campaign because it's something that yeah, obviously, people don't like to wear the red ribbon. Obviously, like for me, the red ribbon was nowhere today. I was the only person I saw today at all with a red ribbon. I wore mine. So kind of like, yeah, yeah, people don't wear them anymore. Like it's not the hip thing to do. So to to bring something like the red campaign, it was kind of something that brought it back that was different, that allowed people to think that it was cool. I mean, for me, it's great. You're doing great things. But like you said, there's people here who need the help. And I get it. He's not from here, right? He's from England. Ireland. Right. Well, okay. Whatever. Same difference. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For all the people who are Irish, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm getting letters. I hear it. Tweets. It's, no, it's the island kidding. to the west. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I know it's going to get – somebody's going to read me one for that one. But I'm just – you know, in general, there's people here who need the help, and I agree with you that people – I want – I'm calling to action. Here's what I want. I want Lady Gaga to do something about stand up and help about the AIDS, the medications. We need her voice. And if more people reach out to her, I'm going to freaking do something, tweet her to hell. Like tweet her like crazy and, and have her come on the show. And yeah, I really don't, want to bring don't this, tweet this, her to hell. No, not That's tweet her not to hell, but nice. tweet her like crazy. I want her to know that this issue is important, and maybe she may not even know about it. So I think that she – I would like to bring the attention to her and see what she would think, because like I said, if people don't, aren't knowledgeable about the issue, they don't know. Obviously, That's they right. don't care about it. So I, I want to, she's the person who I think could be big enough to do something like Bono did. Bono did. Bono. You know? But, yeah, whatever. I got a call here, so, whatever, whoever. <laughs> uh, I have a call I'm going to bring on the air, so, okay. Erica 904, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, Robert, it's Harvey. Hey, Harvey, how are you? Okay, just got in from our memorial service. Uh, I wanted to mention Daria Williams. 
Daria uh, is a lady who passed away over Thanksgiving weekend who did not have uh, HIV, but she headed up the largest uh, social services agency in the city that runs most of our testing here. And she established uh, untold numbers of residences for people with HIV AIDS. I've worked with her agency for about eight years. Uh, just a wonderful lady who loved everybody, who didn't care what color, race, religion, anything. If she could help them and they had HIV, she was there. So to, tonight at our memorial service, a lot of it focused on Daria because she was such a caring, loving person for those with HIV. And they're just as poor as in. Sorry. Yes. Um, no, no, <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to get into the chat room, and, and it just, oh, lordy. Okay, no, anyway. No, but I, no, I appreciate ahead. that, Harvey, because those people who support us living with HIV are just as important. Right. And she started an organization here called Minority AIDS Coalition that was to reach out to the African-American community. She put me on the board of it, and it has been a standing joke for several years that I was the minority because I was the only white. <laughs> but just a, a great lady, and sometimes we forget all of those who give so much unselfishly for us. That's right. That's right. Well, you calling in, Harvey, and sharing that with us. Okay, thanks, Robert. Have a great day. Or night. What is it? I know. It's, it's night. Nice. We just don't know where we are. Yeah, definitely. I have no idea so, uh, where we if are. You, real quick, if you want to um, call in and remember your loved ones, you can reach us at 347-215-9442. Uh, and mention them on the air. Share a story, share whatever you want, um, or just call us with your questions about living with HIV. Maybe you're newly diagnosed. Um, since we're, wait, we're waiting for people to call in, um, I figured maybe we could talk about something that we talk about a lot on here is, is being newly diagnosed. A lot of people went and got tested today which, you know, which is something that they haven't done in a really long time. And some of those people may have been diagnosed HIV positive. Yeah. So I'd I, I like to mention a little bit about, like, you know, some encouragement that are, are just diagnosed today. So what, what did you just say? Because you, you want to give people, you know, what I want to do is I want to, I want to encourage people who have just been diagnosed today that it's not the end of the world. I kind of just want to touch on some for newly diagnosed people who may have found out today, since yeah. a lot of people get tested today who usually don't get tested. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I think that it's important that they know, one, that they're not alone, and that it's really important that you reach out and find support. I used to hate support. I hated them. I hated them. I thought they were the worst thing because I'd go there and I'd find the differences I had with the guy next to me than really looking at what we had, you know, in common. Right. And I learned that by going to the support group that I go to now that I'm able to see things differently and, and like, I connect with people on a different level because we're all positive and we're looking at things, you know, all from the same angle and just trying to live life and, 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 and support with each other. And it's not really about you know, the bullshit that goes on, you know, with what you ate the night before, which right. a lot of workers I've been to, they bitch about stupid shit. Oh, no, I, I'm I'm with you. You know, 
I, I think support groups have they they definitely have a purpose, and and I think when you go and you've fulfilled the purpose that you have gotten out of your support group, it's time to move on. I agree. I you mean, know. have you been you been to a support group? Oh yeah, I've been. I'm to, sure you I, have. I've been to several. Yeah. Um, Do you and, like them because they're like hit or miss with people? They are. Um, after a while, it it just has. Um, I mean, there's only so many things that you can talk about each week, and uh, and it's usually always the same. This, this is going to make me sound terrible. It really I know what you're going to say, and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to make. So I want to preface that I really am not a a prick, but um, and, and but you know it's it, if you're going to a support group, then get support. Then look for the reason, the right reason to be there. Don't I, I, don't go in and just whine about everything and not accept the the advice that people give you. Exactly. That's, that's that's my view on on support groups, and don't but, go in there looking to get laid either. Exactly. Oh God, you know that drove me nuts. The other thing, and it, really do your research on support groups, um, because support groups I think that work best are those are the closed groups that you go in, you have goals that you want to work on. And you work towards those goals, and you have a, a, a beginning and an end. The the groups that I don't think work very well are the open, never-ending groups. It's the, you know you know what I mean. Well, I, the group that I go to is an open group. Um, like, well, it's not it's, it's not open like uh, like at a, uh, you know like an NA meeting where it's completely open where you just share and that's all. Like right. there's there's different things that we do. Like we'll um, she'll have a, a poll and then she'll go around and ask everybody to share about the poll. Like an article we'll read and then we'll share about it. You know, some people just may just share on the floor. It kind of depends. It's kind of we let it flow as the group flows. Um, but I I like the fact that it's a big group in terms of who can come. Yeah. I don't like support groups like here in Bucks County. There's a place called Family Services. You can only go to their support groups unless you're like a client, and I don't like that. I go to the I go to the support group at the center, and it's open. The only requirements are you have to be HIV positive, you have to identify as either gay, lesbian, bi, or transgender. Mm-hmm. So I mean, well, I, I just like it because one, there's new faces all the time. You know what I mean? Well, and, and see the yes. Um, and the other part of, of all of that, right, is the safety issue. If you keep getting new people coming in all the time and people fall out and come in, they, I mean, there's there's a sense of there's a safety issue that, that's also brought up because what you want from a support group also is to make sure is to have a safe environment, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, well, there's and, a core group. Yeah, but how well are those um, folks, um, and you know, how how well are they weeded in and out? I mean, yeah. do they go through a screening process? Because the support groups that I've gone through, 
I right. had to go through a screening process to get in. Oh, no, we don't have none of that. See, because what they're trying to make sure is that you're there for a particular reason and that you're not some nut job who's coming in to, you know, shoot, you know, mow everybody down with an AK-47. Right, well. So they're making go through one of those metal detectors before you go into your support group? <laughs> well, no, they screen your history, and you can't get in the first night you go. Uh, really? That's weird. Yeah, it, it, but it isn't. It, it's actually a real safety issue because it, it, support group is supposed to be someplace where you can be – it's a safe environment where you can share and be open and free to share and, and right. build uh, and, and, and just build that trust, right? Right. So if – so with me, and it's it, it, what's what's difficult to to deal with in those open those open those open groups is who do you trust, and is someone going to what is somebody going to do um, with the information that they have now? Is it this is this person a reporter? Is this person working for some, you know, other agency? Is it, you know, so that always kind of freaks me out because right. I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm a paranoid anyway. But, <laughs> but when you start <laughs> when you when you start thinking down those lines, it's like, wow, do you really know the person who's sitting next to you is really there for the right reason, or are they there um, for for some for some other for some other reason? Right. I guess it kind of goes kind of with kind of similar to like when you go to an AA meeting or an NA meeting or whatever kind of A meeting. Um, you know, like you don't know who's sitting next to you, but you just got, I guess it's kind of like blind faith. You just go there hoping. Um, this is actually like in, I mean, I guess yours is in the aid service organization. When we talk about where they screen you. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, see, I like the fact that it's open and you can come and, you know, there's, like and, and you know what I mean? I kind of like the open door policy where you come when you want, when you need the support, and, and right. I don't know, yeah. and share what you want when you're ready. Because some people, seriously, some people go there and all they do is listen. They don't say a word. Right. So I mean, you know, I guess people define support and the support that they need in a bunch of different ways. Yeah, and and so so I'm glad we're actually talking about support groups because. And in other, because I, I think that if you are newly infected, I, I think a support group it should be should not be the the sole um, the the sole mental health provider. I think you need to use a support group in conjunction with a um, social worker or or a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Um, in in because I, I think that is real. That really helps. Um, get, because not I, not everybody is ready to go jump um, into a support group right away. And and sometimes um, folks who do go jump into a support group right away are just kind of masking some other feelings that are going on. I mean, and maybe I'm overgeneralizing, but yeah. but I think I think it's a process. You know, it's there's this process that we all have to go through. And uh, it, it, because I know I didn't go to a support group right away. 
Right. No, no, me either. Like yeah. I said, when I went to my first support group, it was, I went there, there was free food, and everybody was talking and bitching about their life and not really talking about HIV. They were eating. Yeah. So that turned me off for many, many, many years. Yep. You know, and then I found this one, which has totally, I think, changed my life completely because it allowed, like, I, I, didn't, I, I went to the support group because I, I felt I needed support. I needed to be surrounded by more positive people, like, physically, because every, I have tons of positive friends, and I'm sure you do too, but they're all online. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's nice to have a face-to-face with somebody else who totally gets what you're going through. Right. So, no, I'm, um, I'm with you. It, it, yeah, it's a, life, a lifesaver for me. And, and I, I don't go there just to find the support that I need, but I also go there to support others because, I mean, there's always people there. And, and, I mean, yeah, I plug our radio show and the network and all that a little bit here and there, but I don't go there for that primary reason. I really go there to help, the, you know, the people that need it. So yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Uh, we do have a caller on the line. Do we? So, um, Yay, yeah, caller. So area code 816, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. 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 I hear a woman. (laughs) It's not. That's not usual in my house. (laughs) Not normal at all. Were you trying to get through, or were you just listening? I was just listening. I must have hit the uh, one button by accident. No, you didn't, you didn't hit it. I just wanted to bring you on. I thought maybe you had something to say, but you can just listen. That's fine. Oh, yeah, I just actually called in, so I don't even know where you guys are at. Um, so carry on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's good. She's cute. So, um, okay. I am going to read something. Um, somebody in the chat room wants me to mention um, one of their friends that has to work from this disease. And he gave me a little bit for me to talk to him, uh, about him um, on air because he don't think he'll make it through the phone call, which okay. is fine, and I totally understand. Um, his name, the, the person, his friend's name was Jeff Luck. He was a very handsome, wonderful 20-year-old guy. Back in the early 80s, he got AIDS, and back then, of course, there was no drugs to help him. Uh, Travis watched him die, and it was horrible. Today, he thought of him and was wishing that he wished he had the chance to get the meds that he has today. So with that, um, you remember Jeff Luck. And, uh, Travis, our thoughts are with you as you remember your friends. You know, and, and I don't know if you've said this already in the first part of the show because, God, it's already quarter to, quarter to ten. Yeah, honey, that's what happens when you show up late. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Kidding. Oh, goodness. Um, but, uh, you know, I think what we need to do specifically, and I just want to um, remember the um, every single person since 1981 who has, who has given their life and who has lost everything. Um, because of this virus and because we didn't have the medications. It was those brave pioneers who who stood up and allowed them, who, who fought 
who fought valiantly and um, paid the ultimate sacrifice. It's because of them that we have the medications that we have today. It's because of them that we are able um, that we are able to age and live longer, more normal lives for the for all of us. And 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 I and, and I am speaking for all of us. And because and I, but we haven't done enough, and we haven't done th- what we need to do, and that's make sure that everyone who is HIV positive in the United States receives treatment, no matter what. And we need to make sure that we keep funding our um, our our ASOs, and we don't let politics get in the way of 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 our health care and and of of our dignity of life. And again, thank you to the families. And I know there are some that are listening um, that are probably shaking their heads. And there are thousands of um, three-by-six quilt panels across this great nation of ours that detail the lives of each one of those um, individuals who who paid that ultimate sacrifice. And... um, so so thank you all and thank you and just I, we have to remember them every single day and I, I am looking forward Robert to this to to not having a world aids day anymore mm-hmm. I I'm I can't wait till this day of 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 memory of commemoration is gone I agree you know, and and I think that one day of the year isn't enough. It's got to be every day, every year. I mean, every day of the year. So, I agree. Or give us a month where we can do multiple events and cram everything into one day where you feel like you can't do everything. Right. You know what I mean? Like today they had like a couple events in the city, but you couldn't do it all because it's all one day and there's a bunch of like six-hour spans. You know what I mean? And it's just like there, there needs to be more time. There needs to be a month. And actually earlier, Jeremy, I was talking about how I get pissed that I don't see a red ribbon on the seven-day forecast on World AIDS Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, like and again, I don't mean to compare because I know that people who, you know, who are de- deal with other diseases and maybe the kids other ones get really pissed off when we talk about, you know, it not being uh, popular or not being the what what – Everybody is behind or, you know, the, the disease that people are supporting at the time. Uh, people yeah. need to put the red ribbon back on, and we need more than a friggin' day. We need a month. We need multiple events. I want to see a friggin' telethon. Like, well, I going to do Robert's co- AIDS cookies and, and do something like that in order for there to be a telethon? <laughs> like, do watch me. I'll do it. Robert's AIDS cookies. Who wants some? <laughs> no, or, or, or better yet, better yet, 
as I'm because I, I that made me tear up as I was talking about that. But um, uh, the the other thing that I want us to do is well, uh, or <laughs> we we do save the T cells <laughs> telephone. <laughs> Call in now and make your pledge and save a T cell. I, that would be funny. right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's re- really, it's seriously. Um, the 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 other thing is that you know we we oftentimes we do make a mem- mem- memorial, but I think also what we need to do is celebrate their lives and. Though we have had, we've seen so many people just go away. They then drift off into that that ether, right? That it, it's it's just we need to we need to celebrate them I for agree. far too long for these past thirty years. All of us have been vilified, and I was looking at CNN today, and I was looking at some of their coverage. Um, uh, was uh, looking at some of their coverage and some of the stories, and just the vile comments that people were making in 2011, sure. 30 years later. It's it just our job's not done. By our job I, is not done. Oh my God! So I believe we have a caller. Yes. Yes, I believe the Zoom caller is earlier, but she has her little button push, so I'm hoping she wants to come on the air. Hi, you're yeah. on the air. Hello, hi, this hi. is Trish from Kansas hi, City. Hi, hi, Trish. Hi, this is Jeremy. How are you? Yeah, I'm Jeremy. Do, 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 remember uh, when we met like a thousand I years do. ago? I yeah. totally do. How can I yeah. forget? Come I know. On. How could you yeah. forget? I was hot. I'm, I'm so proud of all the work that you've been doing, Jeremy. Uh, oh. Just, I mean, it's amazing. You've blossomed. It's just, it's, it's wild. I love it. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you always said you were going to do it, and you did it. You know. God bless we're you, not man. done. Yeah. I know we're not done. No, there is a lot of work still to be done, and like you, like you were saying, um, the, you know, with the, the the horrible comments that people put. <laughs> out there, you know, and I've read them too, um, you know, on CNN and stuff, and I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Uh, I mean, yes, 30 years into this, and we're still dealing with this prejudice and stigma and then discrimination. My God, I I just, (laughs) I I have a hard time wrapping my head around it, you know, and uh, so, uh, you know, just keep in the good fight, you know, Um, and I do it, you know, especially to honor those who passed, you know, all the, all the men from the 80s. I mean, you know, and I saw a couple of quilts today, uh, you know, from the 80s. And it just mm-hmm. was powerful, you know. And then I cried and, uh, you know, and I just stood, stood and stared at them. And, you know, it's just really, um, it's hard, you know. But uh, I, we got to fight it, you know. we got to keep fighting this. Um, and I, I, I hope that... More of us will, you know, be more inspired to uh, come out of the shell and um, and 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 get into this with us all, you know, um, because I mean, works in numbers, you know what I mean. The more, that's right. The more of us that's right. that, that's the, the better off it's going to be. And um, so, um, and I just wanted to add that um, I did. Do, I I 
did an interview today on Fox 4 News here in Kansas City today, uh, which is going to be aired at 9 o'clock and then again at 10.22 with a bigger story. Um, The reporter that that interviewed me, uh, Mitch Weber, um, had told me that he was going to push for the bigger story. Um, They didn't want to do it, but he got them to do it. So I I can't wait to see it, and uh, (laughs) I will certainly post it on Facebook and all um, on Pause.im and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, um, it was a great experience, and he was really um, uh, just a great guy, and uh, he embraced it. Um, and, uh, you know, he's um, interviewed Bob Bowers as well. Um, he just sent me yeah. a link to a video and all. And, uh, I haven't looked at it yet. But, um, but yeah, you know, so he said, you know, after seeing it, talking with Bob, it just changed his perspective, you know. Um, and, you know, so he really wants to get into the, the fight as well. And um, so, uh, you know, hey, Godspeed, y'all, you know. Uh, let's hang in there. Yeah, yeah definitely, know? definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. share that on the uh, the Pause I Am Radio Show page, just so we can uh, share it with okay. everybody else who may be listening. Go follow it there on Twitter, and then because I'd like to definitely uh-huh. check out your interview too. And then Trish, we need to get you to come on the show sometime too. Uh, yeah, I, w- I I do want to. I know I said it a while back, um, and you know, hey, life happens. You know, um, I hear you. Disney, it'll happen when it's meant to be. Honey. It'll happen. It'll happen. Definitely. You know. Right. So uh, have a good night. You know, all right, you too, guys. All right, Okay, thanks. Trish, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> and remember, folks, we're down to the last five minutes, so if you have somebody you want to remember or something you want to say, you got to call now, 347-215-9442, um, and, and reach us here at the show. Um, Brian, there was another thing I wanted to talk about. How, can, I, totally can, I, sl- can I remember yeah, somebody? Do you mm-hmm. mind? Yeah, that's All what right. I wanted to do. Go ahead. You go first. Okay, I'm gonna, I want to remember somebody. I want to remember a couple of people. And um, I want to remember a very good friend of mine, Tom Woodall. Tom and I, um, he was in my hometown, and Tom was just a light. He was this bubbly, funny light. And, And when you think of a fairy... Tom's face pops into my head. <laughs> he was he was a magical fairy, and Tom and I we did many shows um, together, uh, and and he just he he was he was an amazing amazing kid. He knew how to he was a dancer. He he sang, and he did all of these wonderful things. And he was a great cook, by the way. And Tom, we miss you. And uh, he passed away in 1994 or five, ninety-five, I think it was. And um, and and he's missed every day. So, Tommy, we miss you. Mwah. All right, I'm done. Anyone else? Well, I've got a whole list of people. I mean, I can sit here and act like the Oscars and read them. Right. And then well, you have to me, play my exit music, first, right? Before, before you go <laughs> no, to I'm, your kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to thank my mother um, and my father. And <laughs> No, but is there anyone else, else that you wanted to mention? Um, yeah, my first boyfriend, Mark Johnson, 
from um, I was 19. He was 22 when he died, and um, I'm 36 now. So you can all do the do the math. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know Um, how old you are. (laughs) Exactly. And um, I will never forget. um, I was with him when he passed away, and and uh, boy, that's hard to breathe. Man, you know, you don't think about this stuff for a lot of while, and then all of a sudden, boom. Um, yeah, geez. But uh, I was there, his mom was there, and we all, and his mom left me with him. And um, I unhooked his the last little tube, mm-hmm. breathing tube, and I crawled into the bed with him, and I put my head on his chest, and I could hear his heartbeat get slower and slower and then he had that those last two breaths and then he was just gone and um and that that will I I will never forget it you know and I still you know this is the first time in a long time I've actually thought about this but um but that changed me you know a a long time Mm -hmm. And uh, so, I think that whenever we lose anybody who we're close yeah. to, it really changes uh, the really person that you matter. are, and it really you know molds you into somebody yeah. different. Um, there are uh, three people I wanted to mention. The one person, actually four. Uh, the one person is my cousin Joey, who I didn't really get to know. He passed away when I was really, really young of uh, AIDS, and I all I remember is my mom said he cut my hair when I was little. So um, I want to remember him. I do want to remember the lady I mentioned earlier, Helen, who went to my support group who passed away this Sunday. Um, I also want to uh, remember, these are two people that I never met in person but were inspired by them. One of them is Shelton Jackson, and he was a part of Hope's Voice in the Does HIV Look Like Me campaign, his story, and his face was one of the first faces that I ever put linked with HIV. So, um, you know, his passing was something that touched me, and then, one of the gentlemen that we actually had on the show uh, passed away, I believe it was last year. His name was Clint Walters, and he was from um, England. And, um, you know, he passed away. So I just want to – those people were, like, the first people that I really met. And they were young. They were, like, you know, our age. And they were, like – it was just somebody my age passing away. So it really took an effect on me. Even though I didn't know these people, I just felt I had this instant connection with them. So I want to remember them and remember everyone else who had passed away from this um, disease and, and, and their loved ones who are maybe thinking about this time. We are down to the last minute, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in um, to our special show. Um, you are more than welcome to join us this Sunday at 9. For more information on Jeremy, you can go to PositivelySpeaking.com. For more information on myself, you can go to PositiveLyM.com and the radio show there. And Jeremy, we're all linked together, Twitter, Facebook, we're everywhere. We are, we're so, everywhere, yeah. Find us, like us, follow us, and then pimp us out. <laughs> but we get some of the cut. Right, 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 right. So we will be here uh, next week. We will be here, so uh, join us next week. Uh, when we speak no, we're going to be here Sunday. Oh, yeah, Sunday, Bob Skinner, this Sunday. I, next week, I'm so confused. Throw me off doing it on the World AIDS Day. Oh, oh is, real quick, 20 oh, seconds. Oh, I want to say happy yeah. birthday to my niece. Happy, happy birthday, birthday today. Robert's niece, Uncle Bobby. Yes. My goddaughter, so we love you. And um, love to everybody for listening. Jeremy, have a great night. You too. Have a good evening, everyone. Thanks so much. All right, we'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. All right.
What's going on out here? We got changes to make. It's time to wake up for humanity's sake. Break the silence today before it's too late. AIDS is affecting us, disrespecting us. I'ma go get tested. It's a simple maneuver. It's not about the past. It's about my future. I'm not trying to miss it. I won't be a statistic, so I protect myself whenever I'm intimate. At this moment, I decided to have a plan. It's time to take a stand, because AIDS I'm greater than. This is Senior Chaos, and this was my deciding moment. Tell us yours at greaterthan.org. Thank you for tuning us. Remember, you can join us this Sunday at 9 p.m. For more information and all our past shows, please go to pauseim.com. And thank you for joining us for your dose of hope.